right. Welcome to another episode of Mission Compliance, unleashing growth potential for defense contractors. And today's episode is a little bit special. We're going to go off the cuff. We're going to do things a little bit different. We're talking about YouTube today. So if you're watching this video, we're talking about you. We have you to thank for today's episode. And we're, we're joined by Mike today, as always, because we have something very special to talk about. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Hey, always a pleasure, Roman. As I said, today we're talking about you guys. We're talking about YouTube. We're talking about the process, the, the progress that we've made here at On Call on YouTube, and we have you guys to thank for it. So, Mike, I just saw that we hit over 1.1 million views in our YouTube channel. Yes, yes. And, 1. you know, 1 million views. I, I have to tell you, Roman, like, you know, it blows my mind uh literally that you know we are doing what we're doing you know you were just telling me that you know this is like nearly episode 50 of the podcast um you know we started we started this is gonna be a fun this is gonna be a fun podcast we're not gonna talk about controls we're just gonna have a little fun um you know we started this thing back in 2022 and and there's there's like this deep-rooted history with with on-call computer solutions, the the our parent managed IT company, and then on-call compliance solutions, which is our compliance focused company for defense, uh, the defense industrial base. And you know, we we have always been champions for the little guy. You know, I have memories myself of being a very, very young entrepreneur, having a very small company and the difficulties of of building a small business. And you know, fighting through those, becoming a larger business, et cetera. I've never forgotten. I've never forgotten what it's like to be a small business, and I never will, um, no matter how big we get. And I think that's you know part of the culture of on call is to make sure that you know. Look, I got to tell you, in the last three weeks, we work with several multi-billion-dollar international companies. We have probably developed more expertise in working with very, very, very large companies than any other company who does DFARS consulting for the DIB. Uh, I'm sorry, Accenture, you know, Booz Allen, they got nothing on our experience being hands-on with these clients and, and, and really getting this thing done. Uh, you know, what I say is um, we're just really in awe of the fact that at the end of the day, there's nobody that is out there besides us that is willing to stop talking techno mumbo jumbo, go through the controls, actually explain what in, what on earth all this garbledygook means and genuinely help people without charging them like it's don't get me wrong if you need to be compliant right now we've got services for that we've got eight different teams that travel the world helping defense contractors get compliant in a hurry and we can absolutely knock it out right um if speed is your issue we nobody moves faster than us nobody has a more complete and comprehensive program nobody has a program that's as tested as ours is Nobody has got the record passing DIBCAC audits that we do. Um, you know, we just have the best clients on earth and we have the best system on earth. And if you need to get compliant, there's no other alternative out there. I don't care. You know, if everybody else is trying to sell you an IT solution, I don't care about it. We're going to make whatever you have work if that's at all possible. Uh, we're solution agnostic. We focus on the actual business problem, which is getting compliant. And we care about the little person, right? We care about the one person business to the five person to the 25 person business. And we have specialized, unique, cost-friendly, that is, I wouldn't say cheap, because cheap's a dirty word in my mind. Uh, you know, it's not cheap. I won't tell you I'm cheap, but what I will tell you is I'm very, very fairly priced. I would say that I'm the best price per value 
by a mile compared to any other firm you could possibly work with. And we're really proud of that. And you know what? I'd love to tell you those things are super profitable. Uh, you know what? We make a buck or two, but we're not exactly like paying the bills with it. Uh, again, ultimately, at the end of the day, we do it because we care about trying to make fair competition and to support those small businesses who said, you know what? I'm going to dedicate my business, my life to doing something that is impactful for the defense industrial base. You know, look, somebody's got to do it. We're the company. We'll do it. I don't need to make a million dollars off of off of the backs of, of a bunch of four-person businesses. That's not my thing. But I will absolutely help those four-person businesses to feed those four families and to, uh, you know, support themselves and have a good quality of life. I'm all about that. I was that person for many, many, many years. Um, so, and I, and I feel very privileged and blessed to, to have grown way beyond that. You know, I think we're at like 27 employees right now, um, with a, with a new recent wave of hires and we keep growing, we'll, we'll be surpassing 30 employees very soon. I'm transparent about that. You want to go work with a 500 person business? Cool. Go for it. You're going to pay like eight times as much and you're going to get half the service because that's how, that's how it happens. Uh, I don't need to be the biggest company on earth. I just need to serve the demanding few that really matter to me, which are defense contractors. So you know, the, the fact that our our YouTube channel has grown to over 1.1 million views um, on such a strange topic as compliance, um, the fact that, you know, we are every day getting comments and, and likes and, and, and new subscribers, um, I think our YouTube channel has grown by, you know, probably, what's... Uh, Let's see here. Let's do some numbers. Yeah, I mean, our YouTube channel subscribership grows by probably about 20 to 30%. I'm sorry, about 20% every month. And that's incredible. Um, but, you know, really just taking a minute to kind of like step back and breathe for a minute and go, wow, man, you know, in the last 28 days, we had 143,000 views. All right. You know, it's very humbling, Roman. I have to tell you, I, I, I look at it and I thought that there was a problem out there to solve. And I thought that it would be really weird for most mainstream companies to, to do what I was willing to do. But, you know, I've had a lot of really amazing mentors in my life. You know, Tony Robbins, I consider to be a mentor from afar. Grant Cardone is another mentor of mine. Alex Hormozzi, you know, these are all mentors that advocate for the idea of go give it away. Go give it away and the ones that really want your help are going to pay you. Uh, go give it away and the ones that can't afford your help will come up. You know, we'll help them win more defense contracts from afar and then they can afford to, to come and work with us, you know, when they've when they've won and, and you know, when they've got the money to hire us. Um, you know, I think they see the value and I think it's evidenced in the idea. Yeah, look at this, 33.3% 33 uh, increase in viewership month over month. That's so insane to me. It's an exponential growth. And um you know, I just feel really privileged because I think we're the company that brings it. We're the company that I think really gets it and speaks for a good portion, more than half of defense contractors who are the small to mid-sized, you know, businesses under 5,000 employees who need help. They need help. They need cost-effective help. And, um, you know, we're really proud to be able to provide that. And then at the same time, when they're ready to climb the ladder, and get hands-on help or get the solutions that they need to close the gaps and become compliant, we do that too. And we do that at a very cost-effective rate. 
And when they need someone to come and step in and be a virtual compliance officer and charge them a fraction, I mean like one tenth or one twentieth of what it would what it would cost to hire a compliance officer to take care of this for them in-house, you know what? We designed a service for that too. And it scales based on the size of your company and it's awesome. Um, so all along the way, really, we've designed amazing solutions that cater to every size company, but we've made the pricing scale to fit smaller companies so that the smaller companies can win too. And I just, again, you know, I just think that's so important and it really tickles me that I, you know, even have a reason to do a podcast day. And the reason is that, you know, we've got over 1.1 million people that we've helped. That's so awesome. You know, so awesome. You know, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned uh, the kind of the reasoning behind doing what you do. Um, but, you know, I I went and I looked at, you know, we're celebrating 1.1 million views here today. And I went and I looked up uh, the the history of this podcast and we and we dropped the first podcast episode on in June. So it's been only seven, almost almost eight months of of doing the podcast so so there's been a lot of stuff happening on youtube well before the podcast and however long this podcast goes i'm sure there'll be stuff after it who knows which reminds me that uh if if the timing works out we may be celebrating this podcast's first birthday on our 50th episode who knows who knows how that'll work out maybe maybe it won't line up that way maybe it will but we we mentioned that we've done all these things the podcast is just the latest thing that we've added to to help the pod to help the YouTube channel continue to grow. And so I have to ask, you know, looking at all that and looking at your reasoning behind doing this and you talking about it being such a weird topic as compliance and security and that kind of thing. Why YouTube? Like you could have you like we've 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 done blogs, we've done thing other things. Why why what made you think that YouTube was the right place to take, you know, compliance to and 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 why has that worked so well? Yeah, that's that was a great risk, I think. You know, I, I think that there's a lot to unearth there. So, you know, one is is why YouTube. Um, we're on all the social media platforms. You know, you can go find us on Instagram. You can go find us on Facebook. Um, you know, for those people that purchase, you know, I didn't even mention it earlier, but we, you know, we have oncallacademy.com, which is, um, you know, so brilliant. We took one of our, you know, we took our, our master plan consultation threw it into an online course that's self-paced and gave people the opportunity to just buy that. And it's going to take you months to go through. I think there's over 200 videos there. So there's a lot to unfold there, but gosh, man, if you've got more time than money, that's a great solution as well. We've, we've really tried to tier it. So why YouTube? Um, you know, number one is it's not just YouTube, right? We're all over Facebook. We're all over Instagram. Um, you know, Twitter, we haven't really embraced quite as much, but we're there. We're, we're keeping people updated there and LinkedIn, we're huge on. Um, but YouTube, you know, when you're, when you're looking at a strategy for how do I get the message out for us, we knew that we needed to choose one primary platform. And I think that the idea of YouTube is so powerful. It's like, it's like the idea of education plus, you know, television. And that was really what I wanted to do. I wanted something that was ongoing. I wanted people to be able to attach a human element to this. Um, I'm not so sure I wanted it to be me as the human element, but you know that's how it turned out. Um, but you know when you deal with a government regulation, it's completely dehumanizing. 
nobody knows, and I know who, but you know, like I'll give you a great example. There's a guy named Gary Jusane. All right, Gary Jusane wrote 70% of the original NIST 800-171 compliance standard. I had a very real world conversation with him about what a lot of the controls meant and got some firsthand guidance from him very, very early on. And the fact that there was a human behind this and that there was some specific intent gave me the idea that if I could just attach a name, if I could attach an identity to a person that, you know, and, and try to figure out what they were like, that I would be able to, you know, just simply understand it better. And I think that in the same way, I look at compliance and I, I go, man, this is, it's really, it's a really dry topic. Um, I like to have fun. So, so that, I think that's another element of YouTube, you know, Instagram is much harder in my mind to really make into a fun thing. Um, you know, if you've, if you've watched our YouTube videos, you know, I try to do them in one take. I don't, I mean, look, you guys, I'm running multiple companies, uh, really have a heavy, heavy hand in being very hands-on with, you know, my team, with our clients, et cetera. It's what I love to do. It really is like, there's no aspect of this that I don't love. But I think that, you know, the sacrifice there is the quality. Well, you know, on YouTube, and I think maybe in all forms of life, but particularly true with YouTube, you know, there are people like Sam Sulik, and, you know, if you're into bodybuilding, which probably most people on this channel aren't, but nonetheless, you know, I, I follow it. I'm a big fitness guy. Um, you know, Sam Sulik has like no cuts in his videos. There's no special effects. And it's just this guy droning on for like 45 minutes. And he's got millions of subscribers. You go look at another channel like Daily Driven Exotics, right? So for my car people out there, it's one of my favorite channels. They've got millions of subscribers and their videos are highly polished. I mean, they have like professional producers and storylines and all this other stuff that's really incredible uh, in terms of almost TV level production that goes into these things. And, you know, I found that in YouTube, I could essentially do the same thing. I could go on, I could give an identity, a face, you know, I could give myself to the audience and I could really deliver what they needed so badly, which was a common sense human perspective on how to get through this and then how to stay up to date with this and then how to deal with getting audited and then how to deal with things like not getting ripped off when they have to migrate to Office 365 GCC high. And I think you've got to have a visual element to it. And I think you got to have an audio element to it because there's a lot of people, I'd probably say a third of people that are listening to our videos, right? They, they, you know, they bring up the video, they hit the play button uh, and, you know, they're like on the treadmill. Like that's my favorite thing to do. I go watch YouTube videos myself on the treadmill, right? Um, so I, I think as a platform, it's just, it's really incredible. It's an incredible place to, to have a home, but it gave me all the options for putting out content that could include visuals, it could include the audio, it could include every aspect of as if you and me were sitting together and I was showing you how to get compliant. And I don't think there's any other platform that I know of that can really do it. And the best part is, you know, if we change the format of, of certain videos, right? We have podcasts, we have, you know, some of our long form content where we're really explaining things like how do you get your executives to buy in on the fixes required for NIST SP 1071 and to stop looking at this as a business decision. Because it's not, it's, you either have to be compliant or you don't. Um, there's all of those different elements that can change format. You know, if, if this thing really takes off even bigger, well, you know, we're, as a matter of fact, we're talking right now about building a full studio, um, you know, 
or we could do it freestyle like we do right now. You know, I happen to be recording from my home office. You know, Roman, I'm sure, is in his home office. We got some virtual backgrounds up. And, you know, we can produce a pretty solid looking video. So, um, you know, I think I think really what it's about is it's about the freedom to create what we want to create, the ease at which we can create what we want to create. Um, you know, again, I, I have a, a, a little miniature home studio set up. Uh, we have a studio that was set up in our office. Um, you know, we are actually moving offices here in Jacksonville where I live. So we're about to buy a much larger office building pretty soon. And, uh, you know, I just, generally speaking, I think there's so much freedom and flexibility in how you do it and it can be changed and expanded and contorted. And I just don't know any other platform where you don't have a lot more restrictions on it. So just a huge fan of YouTube. And then there's, there's the analytics portion, which you know, Google's behind YouTube. And if there's one thing that Google is just absolutely insanely good at it is helping you track metrics and performance. Um, and, and, you know, I think we wouldn't be having this, this podcast today if it wasn't for the fact that I could tell you exactly what my metrics are. I can tell you that we've increased our channel views by 101% in the last 28, 28 days. Uh, and, you know, those are just really cool statistics to share. By the way, if you're listening to this, and you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, I got 1.1 million views, but we really only have about 1,700 and change subscribers, you know, here in early 2024. Now, I have to thank everybody who subscribed because there's a lot of people who are joining, a lot of people, and we're, we're gaining rapidly. But, you know, our ask always is, you know, smash the like button, hit the subscribe button, because to us, I don't think we'd be on this podcast. We wouldn't be having this call if it wasn't for so many people viewing our stuff and giving us back those indicators that what we're doing is really valuable to you. And I think that's one of the things that is shows us the most is when we go, hey, you know what? We've almost doubled our rate of subscriber additions in the last month. This is incredible. We must be on the, in the right direction. Yeah, don't forget to hit that subscribe button because we believe in being transparent here on this podcast and and we want to get to that 100,000 subscriber mark because we want that plaque. We That's we right. just we just do. We want that plaque. And it's okay to admit that. So so if you like what you hear, subscribe to the channel. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, I like to I like to tell people and they don't understand. I like to tell people that I'm the laziest person they ever met and they kind of laugh and they go like, you're kidding, right? Like you're the hardest working person we've ever met. And I'm like, yeah, but the only reason I really work hard is just so I can be lazy later. Like I really, you know, like one of these days you'll go, you know, maybe I'll sell the company, which is never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you know, I'll just, you know, so I'm working hard now. So I have to work really hard later. And um, you know, it's, it, and so like, this is the same kind of thing. Like we're busting our butts right now to deliver content that nobody can or is willing to deliver and we're killing it but it also you know we also know that the best is yet to come you know uh again you look at the typical podcast and the typical podcast doesn't really get that big 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 until they're hitting 400 plus episodes and we're at like 50 and i'm ready to ride that train 11 percent of the way there <laughs> that's right that's right um so you know, I think another aspect of it is, you know, having these podcasts also keeps us, you know, it, it keeps us sharp and, and the YouTube channel is the same thing. It forces me every single week to come back and write scripts and work with our team here on what's new, making sure we haven't missed anything, that we're delivering really up-to-date information, valuable information, parsing out the garbage that just is noise. It's maybe the most difficult part of the job is 
uh, there's so much noise that uh, people put out there, that the government puts out there and stuff, to really parse it down into what's actually useful. And then also delivering some really, you know, the advice evolves, right? As we learn more, as our clients learn more, as the government puts out more information. Um, and so it, it forces us to stay on top of things, which is, I think is, again, another really strong and great thing. Absolutely, absolutely. So we've we've danced around this, but but what do you think the impact of of this YouTube channel on the topics as such as compliance? We've talked about why you brought it to YouTube, but what do you think the impact of it has been, or what it, at least you hope that it has been? Man, you know, I think this is the part that I'm really proud of. You know, and I think you, know, Roman, you should be proud. I know our entire team is proud of this. Um, you know, I think that any entrepreneur who has really done some deep down thinking about what they want to accomplish. So first off, you know, it's interesting. I'm actually talking to the University of North Florida about general entrepreneurship, uh, I think next month. And I've done a lot of thinking about what the topic is. And I think that there are two kinds of businesses. And I think that almost every entrepreneur starts out in the first kind of business. And if you're really, really, really lucky, you wind up in the second kind of business. The first kind of business is what I call a business to make money, right? It, you're, you've started the business. The point of the business is to go out there and make money, what have you. And that's the point. It's, you're doing it for money, right? And, and I'll tell you, I think the first 16 out of the, out of the 21 years so far of on-call was that kind of business. In fact, I, I am blessed because I had a marketing person who came to me and said, you know, Mike, give me the story that goes along with on-call. And it was all about my personal wealth development, you know, no shame there. Uh, um, that's what it was about. We had built a really nice managed IT services company. We were in multiple states, uh, probably nationwide, maybe even had a couple of global clients at that point. And it was a great business. Um, but, you know, when we started working heavily in the defense industry, we had always been there. But when we said, this is who I want to serve, the business transformed. And this is um, this is what I think is is not every entrepreneur, not every business owner really makes it to this stage. But there is a point at which the mission of the business or the purpose of the business becomes larger than the business owner themselves. And I have to tell you, there's a lot that goes on around that, right? You have an identity crisis, right? Like as a person, because that business used to be you, and now it's not you anymore. It's bigger than you. And, and so you have some personal reckoning to do around, around that concept. Um, and, you know, for me, I recognized that there was this very real opportunity to have massive impact to some very important people. And I also realized that I would be taking away what we contributed to a, a, to a larger market if I did this. And, and so the decision was that, you know, around 2017, when, when this came out, I said, man, I really like this, but it's going to take a, it's going to take a lot of our help to get there. And so we, we stopped taking on all of the local businesses where we had local offices. We stopped taking on anybody but defense contractors. We just said, this is it. We believe in the compliance standard. We believe in what the government's put out there. We believe in helping these people uh, from a cybersecurity perspective. We had some really, really strong gifts in the cybersecurity world, and we knew that we wanted to really just go out and service the most gnarly clients out there that really needed our help. And, and those are people in defense that get attacked all the time. So, you know, what's the impact been? Well, I mean, I can tell you right now that in the last 48 hours, 
Uh, we've had over 7,300 people view our videos trying to get help with compliance. I can tell you that we've had 1.1 plus million and growing by the day views on our videos about people who we're helping to understand these standards. I can tell you that we've served almost a thousand different companies in the defense industry. And I've served companies from one single employee owner operator to multi, multi billion dollar international corporations and conglomerates. And at the end of the day, we've made every single one of those companies more secure. We've made them safer to do business with. We've helped them win. I don't even know how many millions of dollars worth of defense work. Uh, by empowering them through compliance. We've taught them to sell, right? That's another really unique aspect and nobody else makes that impact that we do. Um, and you know what? We got like 27 families that we're feeding right now, full-time, full salary, full benefit on payroll. Um, and so I think the answer is we're making the world a safer place. Um, we're making America a better place. We're helping defense companies to do more defense work. And, you know, that that to me... I just don't know what could be better in life to be doing than that. I don't know other than continuing to scale up, which which is a very interesting conversation around our office. You know, when we were more of a broad-based IT company, I said, I'll scale so long as there's marketing demand. And we grew and we grew and we grew. Um, but we didn't get huge. It wasn't, it wasn't like it is now. And now we continue to say, well, we're serving a much smaller market, but we'll serve them what they tell us they need. And I've been in awe as that smaller market has delivered five times the size company we were a couple of years ago and continues to grow exponentially. And, you know, at the end of the day, I continue to take that point of view. I will serve and make impact on as many people as there is that need us. And so far in less than two years, we've impacted 1.1 million people that have seen our videos. And um, so, yeah, I would say it's a huge impact. And I, and, and I think, you know, I am just a custodian of a mission that outgrew what I was trying to do many years ago. You know, many years ago, I was trying to build a business. I think I've built the business. Uh, these days, I am, I am just a custodian of, you know, a service that is needed to help protect our country and to protect defense contractors who have also built great and amazing businesses and need our help and our expertise. And so, you know, my goal very simply is to grow the impact that we have, to continue to make these folks able to do business with less concerns and less concerns over cybersecurity and information security. Um, you know, it extends so far beyond the YouTube audience. I can't tell you how many jobs we have helped create by ensuring that defense companies can win their contracts. Millions upon millions of dollars in contracts. I mean, I spoke with one company that we were assisting with compliance the other day, and I can't explain what they were doing, but it was, they had, they had a contract award pending compliance for hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, I'm a part of bringing back manufacturing, very small part, very small part but we are a part of bringing a lot of manufacturing back to the United States. Um, you know, I, I just, I think that that's really quite incredible. And I think that there's not a single day that I don't wake up and that I'm kind of in awe of how one little small company could have made this level of impact. And I wake up every day, super excited to deliver even more impact uh, than we did yesterday, which is exactly what we're doing. And, and you know, Roman, you're a huge part of that. 
you know, the marketing that we put out here is so impactful. And, you know, I don't think you can ever really actually understand the full impact of, of what you're doing when, when what you're doing is driven more by a purpose to do good in the world than for anyone's individual or personal benefit. I think, you know, if you look at why Elon Musk is so successful, I think that, you know, while on-call is nowhere near in the same kind of, you know, field of play as, the, as a company like that, uh, we don't have that level of demand, uh, but, the, but, but it's the same DNA. You know, he didn't invent an electric car to get rich. He invented an electric car to try to save the environment in his eyes. He thought that was an extremely important mission to go on. And, you know, because he wasn't focused on profiting from it, I think is a large reason why it succeeded. There are other things you can do in business besides focusing on profit. Instead, you can focus on impact. And uh, I, I measure the real success of on-call as the number of defense contractors and, and you know, that, that we're impacting. And I think right now, you know, the great thing is we have a lot of measurements, we have a lot of KPIs, we have a lot of impact points. And, uh, you know, all I can say is it's working. So I know it's a super long-winded answer, but man, there's so much to, there's so much to unpack when you consider what is the impact of the work that we do, particularly in the last two years when we said, we're going to take a risk and we're going to do something really crazy and go start a YouTube channel talking about DOD compliance. And then we're going to go spill all the crazy secrets that, you know, these high dollar consultants, you know, are sort of hiding from everybody. We're going to go tell them how to do it for free. And you know what? We'll be there if you want us to just come do it for you. And that was that what a what a what a cockamamie weird idea it was. But then again, how significant is that impact? We just got two new subscribers, by the way, while I'm sitting here looking at this. Hey. <laughs> just just it saw. never stops, people. It never stops. Oh, so, man. You know, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, I just want to like personally thank you and pass on our entire team's thanks for, for, for just hanging out and listening to us ramble. Um, Cause that's exactly what we do. We have a lot of fun doing it. Right. You Especially know, this episode. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Most episodes we try to stay on topic, but you know, once in a while we got to jump off topic because um because why not, right? I mean, it's compliance and that's not really the most exciting topic to stay on topic for. So why not jump off and go off-roading, right? <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, we the future is something we talk about here every day as the, the marketing department, always talking about what we can do next and this kind of thing. Uh, so what do you think the future holds for the YouTube channel, the podcast, all of it? Oh man, it's so such a great, you know, it gets me excited, Roman, to to, to talk about that. And um, I think one of the things we've learned is there's no shame in there's there's no secret to keep right. So, you know, in 2024, our goal is to continue cranking out more really high quality content. We know the laws are changing. We know that you know there's a final rule that's kind of being discussed right now. And um, I think our place on YouTube is to keep defense contractors informed of what's going on, but also to not waste their time with the stuff they don't need to worry about, and to help them understand that difference. So we're going to keep doing that. Uh, we're going to keep making sure that when there's gray areas and things like that that come up, that we're going to be the company that brings you the straight, easy to understand explanation of what you really have to pay attention to and what you don't have to worry about. Um, and, and we're just going to continue to act as that noise reduction filter. I think that's our best role. And you know what? 
we're going to continue having fun. I mean, I, I think, you know, boring marketing sucks. You know, <laughs> that's all I can tell you. I've watched some of the, some other channels out there and it's not easy to make compliance. Um, it's not easy to make compliance entertaining. I think that's why we throw some entrepreneurship in there. I think that's why we talk about sales. We try to talk about a lot of fun topics that are going to make the difference. And, uh, you know, so I, I think we'll continue to do those things. Uh, I'm very excited because I think later this year, we're going to try and go out and purchase an office building, uh, you know, here, here in the Jacksonville area. We were in some really great space. We had a really nice studio built out. Uh, we had some space challenges. We had to move out of the space, um, you know, and it's, it's time. We own, every, we own a building in every other territory but Jacksonville. Um, we want to build a really epic studio that's going to allow us a little bit more space in our last studio, um, you know, that we can do, you know, better green screening in. We can, it'll be big enough for like a real set. Um, and, and maybe finally shoot these podcasts in person. Who knows? Yeah. You know, bring the podcast in person, get around a table, you know, have a media shoot day, you know, once a week. Um, and, and I think, you know, just continuing to uh, evolve, evolve what we're doing. You know, I think personally, I think it's so incredibly important to be in touch with our client base. Um, you know, I, I think, I just can't think of anything that's more important than that. I think another element of this is to expand some of our success on YouTube back to our parent company, On-Call Computer Solutions. You know, something like 55% of clients that we work with on compliance we wind up in an ongoing relationship with, whether it's managing their compliance or managing their IT. And, you know, we've recognized just how powerful, you know, video can be. And so, you know, beginning to spin up a second channel for, you know, the IT management folks and for the end users to just be able to tune in and kind of see our faces and, and just keep up with us. Uh, as a managed IT service provider. You know, a lot of people don't know who are following this channel. They have no idea that we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients that we are actively managing IT for. A lot of them are in the defense industrial base. Um, and, and they don't, they just, again, one way or another, they don't know that we also are a world-class managed IT service provider, a world-class managed security services provider. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, we, we we walk the walk, and I think part of our challenge is that we walk the walk sometimes in silence, and we need to be a little bit, you know, we need to let people in on the big secret of how how awesome on-call really is. Um, so I, I think, again, there's just a lot more media this year. Um, I would call 2024 for us the year of scaling up. That's really what it's about. It is about taking a lot of our past success, the places, like we mentioned earlier, that we're having impact. And really, really scaling that up and doing it in in a world class way. You know, we don't just want to build a a studio like we had before. We want to build a world class studio with really great AV, really great soundproofing, um, and a place that we can really call home that's comfortable to be around. And I think you know we want to continue to have fun. I think if you've if you've seen some of our blooper reels, if you've seen mm -hmm. you know or or heard some of our videos. You know we like to have fun. You know we also like to, you know, get deliver a ton of value without just, just you know, doing it dryly. You know, and 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 so I think another element of it is going to be to make it a fun environment. You know, so yeah, new building in Jacksonville I think is going to be a, a major impact on our social media stuff. 
Um, very excited about that. Uh, again, it's going to probably come a little bit late in the year. We've got some things at the beginning of the year that we're working on pretty hard, hot and heavy. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I think besides that, you know, we just hired a, almost a 20% increase in, in, in HR, you know, in, in bodies to the company. Um, I think that as a, as a small business owner, you know, I've been very, very conservative about how we've grown the company. Um, you know, we just have not really been in a place where, um, we've needed to go and, you know, take on extensive debt and, and to, uh, you know, we haven't, you know, sort of rapidly hired people. Uh, and I think that we began to see the impact of that at, at the end of last year, which was we needed to scale up and we weren't scaling up. And now we've said, okay, it's, you know, the demand is sustained. It's time to scale up. So I think you'll see some new people. We've hired a guy named Jay Swan, who is just going to be a superstar for us. Um, Jay's going to start kind of coming into some of the videos this year. So I think you'll start seeing more people than just me. We've already introduced Roman to the podcast, which is awesome. You know, Roman, <laughs> introduce Roman. Roman introduces me. I mean, you know, like mm -hmm. Roman is the podcast. So, I mean, I think you'll see some more people uh, begin to get involved, you know, in that aspect, uh, you know, later in the year. And, you know, to start making some of these videos, you know, more of a conversation, right? And um, I think we might kind of begin exploring, trying to do some multi-camera angle stuff, uh, you know, in, in the video. So lots of fun stuff. I mean, I think we got some really big plans, but most importantly, you know, what are we really going to do? We're going to continue to make impact. We're going to continue to take care of people. We're going to continue to make sure that our subscribers are so well taken care of that they are never left in the dark about what's going on. And, um, you know, again, all I can say is if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, like that's, man, you got to do it. Cause we're just, we're going to bring the fire this year. There you go. That's a good, that's a good spot to ask me the question if you want to. Yes. It's just like in the videos where I'm unprepared for my own script. <laughs> What's so, um, so, so, you know, Roman, uh, as we were kind of discussing this episode, I said, you know, there's a question I would love to ask, which is like, what's it like running a podcast with Mike Frieder? Like, what's the strangest, like, like, what is it like working a podcast with me? First of all, I never get a question. So this is exciting. Um, it's, it, it's awesome. You know, a little bit of backstory is is you mentioned my alma mater a minute ago, the University of North Florida. I went to the University of North Florida with an eye towards uh, studying broadcast journalism and wanting to, ever since I was 12, I wanted to do like, you know, I wanted to be on SportsCenter or whatever. But, you know, over the years, the the the, the way the broadcasting landscape has changed, going you know, going from what we're used to, from ESPN to, to CNN to Fox News to CBS to NBC, whatever it is. And then in the last several years, there's been a, a a podcast boom. So from from the day I showed up to on call, you mentioned you know let's do this podcast, and I was like okay, and and so we started doing this, and I've done I've run podcasts before, and I believe that this this podcast has even improved um, my ability to do this uh, on on a weekly basis. But specifically in doing it with you, Mike, I remember in the early days of the podcast is you know you you you've described yourself in the past as somebody who worries about filling up the plane when it's already in the air and sometimes sometimes when you're working with a new idea it can be a little bit stressful it's like hey can we get uh the first podcast episode up well we haven't started talking about it yet well do it you know so in the early days of that it, it, it was interesting but i i will say what what makes it easy mike is that 
because for our listeners and our viewers that don't know, for episodes other than this one, because we're off the cuff on this one, is that like my my questions and my comments throughout the episodes are 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 heavily scripted as as the quote unquote host of the podcast. Mike, you almost refuse to know what it is beforehand because you do better off the cuff and in term and 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 you're you're quite good at it you know if you if you see our long form videos those do have a script but mike still often goes off of it uh sometimes on those scripts and there are professional improvisers that don't improvise as well as mike does and and he does so without the same kind of stammering that i'm doing right now uh so it makes it real easy to edit on the back end as far at least when 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 mike is talking uh, so from that standpoint, I will say running this podcast has been fun and pretty easy because Mike is really, really good at improvisation and actually has told me, I, cause in the early days of this, I've said, do you want me to send you the questions ahead of time? And in the first couple of episodes I did, and then he actively was like, don't do it anymore. I do better not knowing what they are. And even before this episode, you know, he, he you know, had some certain things he's learned and he's like, I'm going to minimize. So I forget what the questions are so that I can, so that I can, it can be as spontaneous as possible. Like he thrives on that and it, and it is, 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 is great to be a part of. And, uh, you know, it's, and it's not just, it's not just the podcast, but the YouTube channel as well. You know, we, we like to have fun on here. And so if you go and watch some of our, our compliance videos, you know, Mike will be talking about a topic and then I'll just throw up a an image of the Terminator or of Sesame Street, depending on what the topic is. And 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 Mike, I'll 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 use this opportunity to share to share kind of a one of the funniest moments that I came across while 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 with my involvement on the YouTube channel was you had a video on one of these controls, and I can't remember which of the million that it was, but you had a moment on on the video where you were talking about counting, you were going off the cuff, you were, you, you were improvising and you were talking about how high you could count. And you said, I can count really well. I can count too. And you paused. And, and right at that moment, I chose to put an image of the count from Sesame street where he <laughs> says, where, where, where the number three pops up. And right at the moment that the number three pops up, you say a lot. And and it and when when I watched that video back and the timing of it, I laughed out loud <laughs> at that moment being so well timed, and that was one of the top moments for me as far as being involved in the YouTube channel. But I am not used to, to I am not used to talking this long on a podcast episode, so I'm going to turn it back over to you. But I will say <laughs> that it has been really really fun, and you're really really good at not being scripted. So there's that, um, and of course. Uh, for those of you, if you are if you are a normal listener or watcher to this podcast, you know we can't get out of here without a silly question, even if we're talking on the fly. So, with that, Mike, what's it like being a YouTube celebrity? <laughs> well, first off, really quickly before I, before I answer that question, uh, one, thank you for the high compliments. Uh, not not requested or warranted, but uh, you know, to me, it's always been. Here's the deal. It's easy when you're talking about a subject that you that you really know, right? And and compliance, man, I could talk about that all day long, as, as everyone here is experienced and knows. Um, so it's easy. And I think the other thing is, and this is probably what's really missing from a lot of 
a lot of the content out there is it's real to me, right? Like, so it's not just like that I know compliance, but it's also that um, yeah, I love this stuff, man. And, and there's a deep down reason why I love it. And it's because I've been on the other side of attack. I've lived in fact, you know, on the defending side of an attack that was successful. And you just, once you go through one of those with one of your clients, you'll just do anything to avoid that ever happening to anybody else, you know, ever again. And so I think to me, I think a lot of people choose their career path based upon some dramatic trauma that happened in their past lives. You know, people have parenting styles that are because, you know, that are the opposite of the way their parents parented because they were traumatized by it. You know, it's, you know, whatever those bad things are that happened to you, you know, earlier in life, you just want to avoid those. And for us, you know, we ran a big MSP where, you know, there was a lot of ransomware going on and I saw just nasty, nasty things happen. And, you know, we prevented a lot of it, but we had some, we had some heavy hits too. And when you experience that, you just want to do anything you can in life to never have to have that feeling again. And, um, I think that's a lot of what's built on. And then we translated that over into the right crowd to help the people who need it most in defense. So for me, ad-libbing and, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's easy. I think the other part of it is, I think to a certain extent, I'm, I'm human. Like, I'd love to tell you that I'm some super awesome robot that could just like hammer down compliance. Like, man, I'm into compliance. I am, but I'd rather be racing cars. Like I, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather be on a beach somewhere. And, and I think that, you know, I, I'm sure that most of the people who are viewing this probably would be too. So, you know, I think some degree of levity is what I, is what I rely on knowing, you know, like, man, um, there's only so much nerdiness that I can bring to a, a compliance podcast. And so it's got to be filled with something that actually makes it worthwhile viewing. Um, so I think, you know, ad-libbing is my, you know, and just bringing that, that dynamic element to it. Uh, that to me is just really important to make it digestible. Cause remember, I got to do these things. Like you think it's, you know, you think it's awesome to listen to this stuff. Like, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are things you'd rather be doing too, but you know, to make it fun for everybody is fun for me. Uh, so yeah. What's it like being a YouTube celebrity? Well, I don't know. I'm not exactly a YouTube celebrity. Look, uh, 1.1 <laughs> is very impressive. Yeah. I, I'll share with you a story from earlier in the year. Uh, we were sending some people to a defense trade show and our sales team was begging me to come. And I know why they, they wanted me to come because whenever I show up, you know, I can just talk about this stuff and then they'll have, they'll have a certified assessor with them and they'll have whatever. <clears throat> but unfortunately I had some vacation time that was already pre-scheduled from uh, before we had chosen the dates of the show. Mm -hmm. But um, so they go to this defense trade show and keep in mind, it, it's people from the Navy, it's people from all the branches of the military, Lockheed, Raytheon, Bay, you know, all the major primes. And then Actually, we had a bunch of clients that were there, and I thought that was really cool. So it was, it was a really cool event. So Matt calls me. Uh, Matt's one of our salespeople. Uh, he calls me like the first night of the show, and he goes, "Dude, I really wish you'd come out here." He's like, "Nobody cares about me. They just want to. They just want to see you." And I'm like, "What do you mean they just want to see me? How do they know who I am?" And they're like, "Everybody here, as soon as they see the logo, is like talking about on call in the YouTube channel." And I'm like, "Come on." He's like, yeah, man. And, you know, I don't know if we weren't just like, weren't looking at the metrics at the time, but I didn't realize just how many people were subscribed to the channel. I didn't realize how much traffic we were getting. 
I didn't realize everybody in defense knew about this thing. It was like, whoa, okay. That's, yeah, that was kind of a little bit of a celebrity moment. But, um, you know, meanwhile, I will tell you, I will tell you another interesting story of what it's like to be really famous because this hasn't happened to me yet. Maybe it will one day. Um, I'm a big fan of Alex Hormozzi. Alex Hormozzi is this like uh, entrepreneur guy. He owns acquisition.com. He's basically building a VC firm. Um, and he goes on YouTube and does what I do with compliance. So as a matter of fact, some of my inspiration came from him. Uh, he essentially goes out and explains to the small to mid-sized business owners like me who are not like in startup, you know, here's how to go build your business. And, and he does a really great job and he makes it entertaining and he's kind of a bro. Um, and it just, again, I just, I just identify with this guy. Um, I'm walking in Las Vegas with my wife and we're in the crystal shops, right? Right in between, uh, like Ari and Bellagio or whatever. And I see this guy and whenever I go to Las Vegas, I always see celebrities. It's really weird. Um, but I see him walking with his wife, Layla, and I instantly know who they are. And I, I guess there's like, I'm going to call it famous face. Like you just get that open mouth face and you go, holy. And I literally, I said, I said, holy S, you know, that's like, dude, that's Alex. And I said it to my wife and then he turns around and I'm like, oh, shit, it's like really you. You might have to edit that out. <laughs> and um, I'm like, dude, it's really you. And he stopped and we talked for a couple minutes, you know, took a picture, whatever, uh, you know, and his wife, Layla was just like so cool about it super cute, whatever. And you know, I was like, oh my God, like, what would it be like to just be walking around the street? Like, not like at a conference that like, you know, you might, you know, but like just the street and then, you know, somebody sees you, right? Like, I do think it would be pretty cool to be on his level because like not everybody recognizes you. So you can still kind of walk around, but like once in a while, you know, like once a week, there's an interruption in your day that I think that would be like a cool level of celebrity, but I'm not there yet. I'm just a guy talking about compliance <laughs> so you know, I don't, it is interesting it is interesting it's all about the circle that you're in the crowd that you're in so great great question i'm not quite there yet uh but i think in the right rooms i'm probably there you know matt every matt our sales guy almost every time we talk to him tells us that when he talks to somebody on the phone or when he goes to a trade show like you mentioned they're like oh man i thought i was gonna be talking to mike you know <laughs> like it, it comes up at least once a week he uh matt will tell us it's like yeah, if you, somebody's if, like oh man i thought i was gonna talk to mike yeah if you ask matt you know if you ask anyone on our sales and marketing team i'm a celebrity which i think is so funny it's just it's it blows my mind but you know man i mean it is what it is it's uh you know again like reflecting back to the closest guy that i can really sort of say is like a, a couple of notches above me you know, Alex Carmozzi talks about the, the concept that, um, you know, there is a sacrifice that you make by putting the information out there. And the sacrifice is it's going to have to be your face. Um, and, and, and this is this is some really interesting insight. You know, uh, we work with a mergers and acquisitions firm, not because we want to go get bought out or anything like that. But hey, Boeing, feel free, Boeing Capital, feel free to call me, mm -hmm. uh, help more people. But, um, you know, we, we work with them for guidance and because I believe that when you're growing a business, you should have advisors and you should have people that are, are constantly working to help you get to the next level. And so, um, you know, it, part of that advice was, hey, Mike, I don't think you should be the only person on the, on the YouTube channel. I said, okay, all right, well, we'll fix that. Here's Roman. 
and we'll fix that. You know, here comes here comes Jay Swan this year, and we're gonna we're gonna really incorporate a lot more of our folks uh, into into the marketing content this year. Again, I think it'll be much easier. You know, when we've got a studio, we can stand up some screens and just really have fun with it. Um, but you know, we're gonna create some awesome content for you guys. But you know, you know the you know Hormozy had like this this really um, you know conundrum thing. He was like how did Kylie Jenner create a billion dollar company at like 21? There has to be something to this. And, and what is that something to it? Well, you know, speaking of the word celebrity, it's celebrity, right? It's, it is personal brand. It is an understanding of a person that most people can somehow either identify with a part of or a lot of. And the sacrifice is some privacy. You know, again, I think it would be very interesting um, for me to go into a defense trade show, which I'm going to try to do later this year and just see if people do recognize me and all that kind of stuff. Um, and to just see, let's just see what that's like. Right. But the sacrifice is look, my face has been seen by 1.1 million, over 1.1 million people. And you know, it's once in a while I am walking through the airport and you see people kind of looking at me sideways and you wonder if like, why are they doing that? They see one of my videos and you are putting yourself out there. And I think that's what it's about. It's, it's about, are you willing to risk putting yourself out there, you know, in an effort to help people? And that's really, that's when the decision for me became really easy, which is if I give up a little bit of privacy, if I get recognized, which first off to me would still be like totally novel, right? Like I'm not freaking paparazzi out over here. Um, but if I have to give up a little bit of my privacy, in order to help a whole lot of people, well, then it's worth it. And if I look at the metrics, right, that over the last 28 days, I've gotten 143,000 views, <laughs> still boggles my mind. Uh, well, then if that's the case, and I get recognized once in a while, and people know who my name is and what I do, but, you know, in the meanwhile, I can help that many people, bring it on, man. You know, that's fine. Take a picture of me. I'll, I'll be happy to stop and shake your hand and talk to you about compliance, whatever, like, you know, it's not like I don't love this stuff anyway. So in that regard, I think that's, you do look at the burden of celebrity when you shoot your first YouTube video. And then the other part of it is you kind of go, nah, that'll never happen to me. And then you go back and you go, oh my God, 1.1 million views. Like, <laughs> yikes, dude, what if that happens to me? Yeah. And you know, I just, I, I, you know, I'm a big Simon Sinek guy, right? Like, you know, I think that the concept of knowing your why, or why you're doing things, huge in my life, huge, huge, huge. It, it led on call to a dramatic cultural change. We teach defense contractors about cultural change, and uh, we, we teach them how to use compliance as a way to change their culture for the better, to be proud of the fact that they're a U.S. defense contractor. That they're supporting their country. We we lead a lot of that. We do it here. And uh, you know, I, I just generally think that, you know, the why that I do the YouTube videos, I'd love to tell you it's to make money, but we got lots of other ways to do that. I, we do it because I think nobody else is willing to put the information out there and give that pragmatic viewpoint that we have and do what we do. Um, and 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 I think that, you know, it's 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 just something we have fun doing. It's something that we think is the right thing to do. And if the right thing to do includes a little bit of sacrifice for me and my personal privacy, I'm okay with it. You know, it's just, it's part of it. And, uh, 
I'd rather be known for helping defense contractors get compliant than anything else on earth. I can tell you that. Uh, right. I think that's that's a pretty good cause. So, yeah, it's it's a very interesting question. Um, you know, I, I think we're probably on the way there, and I think it's something that you know, you don't you don't start going down this route without some serious consideration of that because you know I am in the public eye, and it's kind of crazy. It's it's very it's very interesting. It's also kind of cool to talk about it before it really really happens. I think another year or two, if the channel keeps growing this way, it'll be a different story. Um, you know, we're we're not real far away from monetizing right now. We're not real far away from kind of some of those metrics that some of the bigger YouTube channels have. Uh, and so I think uh, it's a really, really exciting time. I have that uh, Simon Sinek start with why book in my Amazon uh, cart right now. Uh, but but Mike, Great I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what is, is uh, you know, I... You know, I, I I log off for the day at, at least twice a week, sometimes three times. I, I, I log off for the day after oftentimes just talking to you, log off after a long day, you know, uh, turn turn on the TV, turn on YouTube, uh, start a video. A few minutes in, the video goes to an ad, and there you are. And I'm like, I just left him, and there he is again. Like, you pop up on, and my dad has, my dad has called me sometimes lives in a completely different city he's called me sometimes and been like does your boss have brown hair and and are your company shirts blue and i'm like yeah and i'm like his ads are popping up on the tv that's awesome yeah so, man we, we do now, i have a question for you roman i have a question for you because we can't get out of this episode without one silly question for roman because oh. i always get the silly question and we're having a little bit of fun today we're celebrating over 1.1 million views and this time, tables are turned. Roman gets a silly question. So my silly question is this. What is the strangest thing that Mike tends to do during podcasts? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. The strangest thing you tend to do during podcasts. Not, not so much during podcasts, but like before podcasts. You will like get on the Zoom and then it'll be like 20 minutes of you doing something and it'll be complete silence. And then we'll start going. So on the podcast, not really anything because once we're in, we're in. But it's like sometimes, sometimes we'll be, we'll be uh, sitting there in complete silence for about 20 minutes while you're, you know, finishing an email or, or message, which is totally fine. I, I tell you about it all the time. It's fine because my, I'll tell you what, I'm used to it. Um, my dad sometimes will be like, We'll, we'll be like hang on a minute and he'll take another call and he'll come back 45 minutes later surprised that i'm still on hold he's like you're still here and i'm like you told me to hang on so i did like it's just like you know and i used to have friends in school that that uh that would you know be on the baseball team so they'd have weights after school but they were my ride so i'd sit in the car in the parking lot for 45 minutes waiting for my friends to be done with me so that did, it's it's not a problem at all but yeah sometimes Sometimes Mike will be like, hang on just a second. And then we're sitting in silence for 20 minutes before, before we even start the podcast. Uh, so as far as on the podcast, not that much strange happens other than our silly questions, other than talking about Avengers or, or cats or blue man group um, on, on, on any given day. Uh, but, but yeah, no, as far as once we hit record, it's, it's pretty normal, but before we hit record, you never know what's going to happen. You know, I, I make the joke all the time that, you know, we don't get paid to do a YouTube channel and we don't. So the sacrifice is, is that we fit the, we fit the podcast, we fit the YouTube videos in where, wherever we can. And the challenge a lot of times is, is that I've got three different situations going on and 
you know, I try very hard to give adequate attention to anything I need to focus on. And, um, you know, so sometimes that means like, all right, let's, let's, let's go spin up the meeting. And then in the meantime, I'm finishing whatever the last task is. And usually it's pretty short, but sometimes it's not, and it becomes a real problem. So, uh, you know, that's just, but that's how my day has to flow. It's back to back to back, no breaks, not, and I love it. I love every minute of it. So, hey, hey, not, 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 not a problem at all, but it is, it is humorous sometimes with all this new success on the YouTube channel and we're, and we're nowhere near where we want to be. Like I mentioned earlier, we want that plaque, but we're, we, so subscribe to that channel if you haven't already, but we, we're, we're getting there. Uh, will we be speaking of funny videos and cat videos? Will we be posting cat videos on our channel anytime soon? You know, I'm going to tell you that I think nothing's off limits. I mean, if I, you know, if, if, if you and me can figure out how to have a little bit of fun with our audience and, and, and teach them about compliance at the same time and help them through all this crazy stuff, let's do it. Uh, I personally am not a cat guy for the record. I'm a dog person. Uh, but, uh, but that is just me. <laughs> hey, you know, like I said, if you watch our compliance, uh, control videos, I try to put funny little clips and videos into our into our videos and, and one of the guys that does some of our editing now continues kind of that trend of putting in some humorous little little graphics and stuff so we're always putting something in there there you go <laughs> but this has been a fun video if, if if off the cuff it's been a fun it's been a fun one talking about all the hard work we put into this youtube channel and, and we, we're not trying to toot our own horn or anything with this episode we just uh, want to take a step back and and like kind of look at the work that we've done and the work that you as listeners and subscribers have helped us do and we couldn't do any of this as mike mentioned we couldn't do any of it without you and we appreciate you guys for that so you have any final final words for our listeners mike no man i think that's it we just want to thank everybody for tuning in and showing the love and support and it's just so cool to see those metrics tick up every month and uh you know, if you're out there and you're a defense contractor trying to get compliant or you've got a client that's a defense contractor trying to get compliant, all I can tell you is, look, we got YouTube videos out here explaining how to do it. But if you just need it done now, if you don't want to waste the next six months to two years of your life trying to figure this stuff out on your own, you know, just hit us up on one of the websites. The links are in the description, cmmccompliancesecrets.com. Uh, reach out. It's, a, it's always a free call. We never charge anything, you know, to see how we may be able to help. And, um, you know, again, most of our clients, we can knock this out in a couple of days and just absolutely leap you ahead and help you get this done for you. Um, so, you know, that's what this is all about. It's, it's all about, you know, giving you the assistance that you want at your pace. And you know what? Having a little bit of fun doing it too. You know, that I couldn't have said it better myself. And, and that wraps up another great episode of Mission Compliance. We know today wasn't about compliance technically, but just know that every week we 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 hope to bring you practical strategies and inspiration to navigate the ever-evolving world of defense. Thanks, Mike, for joining us and, and sharing stories about the YouTube journey and where we continue to go with this. It's it's just been a valuable information. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, Roman. Thanks for doing all you do, man. It's a huge, huge help. Anytime. But the conversation doesn't end here. You know the drill. We encourage you to keep exploring these topics and connect with us on our social media channels. Share your thoughts and ask questions and engage with fellow listeners using the hashtag Mission Compliance Podcast. If you've been listening for the last hour, that's us. But if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button. We've been growing. We want to keep growing. We want that plaque to be the first to know when new episodes like this one are released. And we truly appreciate it if you could take a minute, 
to rate and review the show. Your feedback helps us to continue to bring you thought-provoking episodes and high-quality content. Join us again on the next episode of Mission Compliance as we get back to talking to the meat and potatoes of compliance and delve further into the dynamic world of defense, security, and industry innovation. Until then, take care, stay informed, and make compliance your mission. See you next time. Thanks, everybody.